Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Friday, November the 17th. And wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's grace. I wish you God's life. I wish you God's love. Uh, may it surround you and fill you and, and come forth from you today. Um, thanks for being with me as we break open the Word of God for this coming Sunday, the 33rd Sunday in Ordinary Time. Um, and that's about as high as you're ever going to see Ordinary Time get. Uh, this is the last Sunday in Ordinary Time that we will be in this liturgical year. We finish up the liturgical year next year, next year, next week, with the Feast of uh, Christ the King. And then we will begin a new liturgical year two weeks from now when we have that first Sunday of Advent. The next time we are in ordinary time will be mid-January after we celebrate the Christmas season. So uh, again, when the church calls it ordinary, it doesn't mean mundane. It just means um, that this is not privileged, quote-unquote, time. It is uh, the working of Jesus in the day-to-day, just like that's where we live most of our lives, right? So today, we're just going to focus on the gospel. First reading was really good, but I wasn't quite sure the tie it had to the gospel. And really, the gospel's a little bit longer parable. We'll want to focus on it. You're going to be very familiar with it. Please don't check out right away. Allow it to absorb within you. Uh, and, um, and then we'll just kind of break open what that means, at least what it means to me. And I hope that that is helpful for how you understand it as well. And, uh, and then we'll be done, okay? So, uh, however it is, my friends, that you prepare yourself to open yourself and hear and um, accept this word of God that we're about to, to break open together, I invite you to do that at this time. And so, let us break it open. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus told his disciples this parable. A man going on a journey called in his servants and entrusted his possessions to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to a third one, to each according to their ability. Then he went away. Immediately the one who received five talents went and traded with them and made another five. Likewise, the one who received two made another two. But the man who received one went off and dug a hole in the ground and buried his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants came back and settled accounts with them. The one who had received five talents came forward, bringing the additional five. They said, Master, you gave me five talents. See, I have made five more. The master said to him, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Since you are faithful in small matters, I give you great responsibilities. Come, share your master's joy. Then the one who had received two talents also came forward and said, Master, you gave me two talents. See, I have made two more. His master said to him, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Since you were faithful in small matters, I will give you great responsibilities. Come, share your master's joy. Then the one who had received the one talent came forward and said, Master, I knew you were a demanding person, 
harvesting where you did not plant, gathering where you did not scatter. So out of fear, I went off and buried your talent in the ground. Here it is. Here it is back. His master said to him in reply, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I did not plant and gather where I did not scatter? Should you not then have put my money in the bank so that I could have got it back with interest on my return? Now then, take the talent from him and give it to the one with ten. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and they will grow rich. But from the one who has not, even what they have will be taken away. And throw this useless servant into the darkness outside, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. (laughs) You know, Matthew does such a good job trying to keep it good news, right? I mean, it really wasn't that bad a news right up until the last line or two. Come on. Do we really have to throw somebody out and, you know, wailing and grinding of teeth? Let's, Let's just... Yeah, okay. Let's just say I won't be spending a lot of time on that. I already spent more time on it than I planned. I mean, clearly, my friends, this is a gospel, right? That you don't need a, um, I don't know, a spiritual director to sit down and say, hey, help me understand this one. I mean, it's almost self-evident to the point where the very money the master gives is named talents. <laughs> I mean, wow, that's, that's really it. And, and this is, it's a gospel, my friends, where we can find ourselves in it easily for better and worse, because the truth is, I think we reside all over the place. So let me kind of um, bring you through what I'm looking at here, if I may. Uh, so my friends, God has, as in, in allowing us to be birthed into this life, into this world, into the very place where you and I reside. Okay. Uh, and thanks be to God. That, those aren't accidents. I mean, we're, we're, we're placed there with, uh, an idea. I mean, there are many that say God has a plan, you know, and, I, I don't I don't necessarily want to put words in God's mouth or, or whatever, but I, I don't think it's it's an accident that we ended up where we are. Now that doesn't mean we are um, not given choice within all these things. That's a, another conversation for another day. But of course we have free will, and we make choices all along the way. So I don't want to say where you are today was planned. That would that would be awful. That would be awful and incorrect. And I don't even know how I got on that diatribe because I didn't mean to. (laughs) The bottom line is, my friends, you and I, when we were birthed into this world, were given gifts. We were given gifts with which we had responsibility. I love that that, um, the master, the mistress, I mean, I'm not trying to be, you know, sexist on on either of that language. The one who is the the giver of the gift. says that twice, right? In case we don't get it the first time, that we have responsibilities in honing these gifts. It is not just, hey, here you go. Have fun. Enjoy it. Just do what you want to do with it. We have been given these 
in order to, right, uh, multiply them somehow, somehow. And here's, here's what I would say, brothers and sisters. Let me start by saying my favorite definition of vocation is the one that says it is where your passion and your gifts meet the world's needs. It is where your passion and where your gifts meet the world's needs. You and I have been given something that we were invited and still are invited to hone and make better in order that the world may be made. I'll say better. That's a poor choice of words. In order that it may um, somehow reflect the kingdom of God in a more like manner. I mean, brothers and sisters, that's, that's our mission, right? That, there's no escaping that. And you and I have been given those in order to sharpen them. Now, how do we know what they are? Isn't that the million-dollar question? And really, that's the only question that this one has. We know they've been given. We know they are for not only our own betterment, and I'll get into that, but the betterment of the world. And the world may be uh, your family. It may be uh, the soccer team you coach. I don't know what that world is. But it is for outside of us. But how do we know what it is? And I would say this is where it takes great discernment, okay? First thing I'd say is we need to be honest with ourselves and, uh, and be soul-searching. And this is where we need to talk about a little bit about that word humility, right? Humility is not the denying of the gifts we've been given. Humility is not saying, oh, no, I'm just, I'm normal, I'm, I'm whatever. That's not humility at all. I, I don't believe. I believe humility is being honest with oneself. Honest when I know something and honest when I don't. Honest when uh, I've gotten ability and, and honest when I don't. And being not, not only honest with myself but honest with the, the community around me. Um, and so we need to do soul searching. And, and I believe the best way to do that is in silence. It's not in the car with the radio on. It's not even in the midst of a crowd unless that's when you do your best soul searching. I, I trust you and your discernment of that. But when I do it is in silence in my own room. And, and really invite the Holy Spirit in to say, Lord, who am I? What are all these things that are blocking you? Um, and and what, what are the abilities that you've, you've allowed me uh, to carry with me? So that's one part. The other part is listen to those people. Well, I'm, I'm going to say two different types of people I want you to listen to. The first are I invite you to go to people that you... So, okay, the, I'm sorry. I'm just jumping all over the place. In that inner discernment, not only do you take a look at what gifts you've been given, but, but do an honest discernment of what brings you joy, okay? What you are passionate about, because that's got to be part of it too. Okay, I'm setting that back aside. Two groups of people. Um, set aside one, two, four people, whatever it is, that you trust that will be honest with you and, and share with them and say, hey, what do you see as my gifts? What do you, what do you see? And then have an honest conversation based on what they say and say, here's what I see is, is that in, and have a back and forth. I mean, again, brothers and sisters, that isn't, 
that isn't an arrogant thing to, to have. Maybe they'll, re, you know, uh, um, ask the same question of you. How great. Those are the conversations we really need to be having rather than just, hey, did you see that ball game last night? Although those are good too. Okay, so that's the first group of people I want you to listen to. Second group of people I want you to listen to are those you may not even know. Those people who come up to you and say, Susie, you were unbelievable. That was so great at what you did. Or when you said this. Or when you stepped up and helped out that person. Or I watched you over here and, and I just, it, it gave me such great joy. Or it made me smile. Those are the people I want you to listen to. Because those are the ones uh, that are telling us what our gift is. Because they are the world, right? They're the ones that that, that gift has affected. Now, again, we need to do a discernment because some people may be coming up to us and say, telling us something that we're like, oh, man, I don't, I don't think that's my gift, and I really don't have discerned that, and I really don't have a lot of joy in that. Okay, thank them for the compliment. That's wonderful, and let's set that aside. But four others may be coming up and telling you something else. Okay, does that make sense? That's all part of the discernment. Here's another thing that I want to say with that discernment. If you've ever watched the movie Chariots of Fire, if you've never watched it, watch it. It's a, it's a marvelous movie. 40 years old, okay? And don't expect it to be like an adventure movie. It's, it's really a contemplative movie uh, about these two racers and going to the 1924 Olympics in Paris and, and what they gave up and, and how they, they uh, pursued that goal. Well, one of them is a, a gentleman by the name of Eric Little. He was a, a Presbyterian minister. And um, his sister wanted him to go to the missions over in China. But he's like, I, you know, I, I really feel like God is leading me to the Olympics the, to, to try out for him. And, of course, she's the most important thing in the world to him. And he says, Jenny, um, God made me fast. He, you know, he said, first, I think God made me for the ministry, but he also made me fast. And when I run, I feel his presence. And the movie does such a beautiful job of inviting you in and allowing you to see when that presence, when Eric Little in his runs feels that presence of God and his head just goes back and his running becomes almost sporadic, I mean, beautiful and and. He feels the Spirit of God within him while he's doing that. Um, and that's what I'd say, brothers and sisters. Are there moments? Now, again, we don't search for the feeling. That's not what we're going out there trying to find. Are there moments, however, where you are doing what you're doing? And it may be playing guitar. It may be uh, teaching a classroom. It may be coaching your soccer team, as I mentioned before. It may be any, any number of things. It may be what you do for your career. It may have nothing to do with your career and, and something you do for a hobby. It may be how you knit blankets and send them overseas to, the, to disadvantage somewhere. You know what I mean? It can be any number of things. But when you feel that movement of the Spirit, not all the time, Maybe not even most of the time, but you have felt it there. Again, all of this helps us understand what those um, gifts and talents are within us. Now, remember, so I use the, the image of playing guitar, that example. Maybe you're playing the guitar, maybe you're excellent, and you love to play in your room and sing, and that just, you feel the presence of God, that's wonderful. That's great, but that's not what this is talking about. Why? Why? Because that's not multiplying the gift. Our gift was given, not just for ourselves, 
Our gifts were given not just so we can increase our bank account, whatever that looks like. Our gifts were given in order that the kingdom of God may be multiplied. Okay? That's what it's for. So somehow that playing guitar needs to somehow um, make the world a few acres greener, to use that wonderful uh, Ipso song, that, uh, that line. How do we make the world a few acres greener? Um, and our gifts and talents are called to do that. So it's a process, brothers and sisters, of discernment. It's a process of, of listening well to ourselves and to others. It's a process of exploring what gives us joy. It's a process of listening and, and feeling and, and opening ourselves to, oh, the Spirit's going to confirm it when we're there. When we're in that, you know, that's my, that's my, my zone, man. That's, that's it, right? We will know. Last thing I'll say on this parable. I love how Jesus uses the example of, of five and two and one. Brothers and sisters, doesn't this just tell us we can give up the comparison game, right? You can look over there and say, that person plays guitar better. That person's a better soccer coach. That person's better at teaching. So I'm just not going to do it. I'm going to bury it in the ground. Brothers and sisters, we are not called to fear. Fear is what we have to overcome. Yeah, we're going to put ourselves out there. And there may be others comparing us, but don't do it to yourself because God doesn't do it. God didn't say, hey, you who have five, you're better than the one who had two. Okay? I like you a little bit more. No. God does what God does. All right? We, we are called not to do any of that. Don't look in the comparison game at all. What do you do? Multiply what you got. Don't let fear stop you. Fear is always the enemy, brothers and sisters, right? Fear is always the enemy. And when we can move beyond that to the realization God did gift us, all we got to do is say yes and develop them and present it to the world. Let the world do with it what it's going to do. But at least we can go in and say, Lord, I did my best. I hope maybe I, I, you gave me two and I didn't give you back four. But maybe I gave you two and a half. I did the best I could do. And if we can go before the Lord and say that, oh, how wonderful. How wonderful. And I think God would just be so incredibly pleased, not because, you know, hey, okay, you, you did better and therefore it is all, you know, on, on, on works. Oh, we give our best. Isn't that what God not only desires but deserves, right? And, and, and we'll let the world and let God deal with all that, the rest. All right, my friends. That's all I have for you today. It's been wonderful going through this ordinary time with you. Uh, we will meet next week when we uh, begin to go through what is called privileged time. But in the meantime, let's pray. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. The fourth joyful mystery, the presentation at the temple. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, bless you. Thank you for breaking open God's word with me this day. I hope your day, your week, your month, the season into which we, we move now uh, are, uh, are just moments of inspiration and goodness. Be well.